Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the Social Media Summit podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting our event on April 11th and 12th in Croke Park, Dublin City, Ireland. I'm your host, Gus Ryan, and at the time of recording, we're only days away from the event itself. All the speakers have been announced and the agenda is set, and you can find all those details on socialmediasummit.ie. There are some tickets left available. You can again purchase those at socialmediasummit.ie. And while you're there, why don't you have a look at some of the blog posts which feature the speakers and it'll give you an appetite or a taster for what to expect on the day. Now, my guest on this episode to help us preview the event is Greg Fry. He'll be talking about video on the day and we discussed video at length, but we also threw in some other social media topics during this chat. So without further ado, here is Greg Fry. Okay, delighted now to be joined by Greg Fry, another one of our speakers from the Social Media Summit on April 11th and 12th. Greg, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks a million. Delighted to be here. Can I just ask you now, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not guessing. I know based on the domain you have registered, socialmedia.ie, you must have been one of the very early adopters of social media that you got that domain. When did you register that? Well, that, that that domain was registered by it was it was Con- Connor Lynch uh, from Connector, um, Connector dot uh, who's who's a partner in crime with me in social media dot He uh, he spotted no one had taken that um, quite late late off the game, so it was probably registered might have been five years ago. Okay. But uh, it wasn't a million miles away. We were absolutely blown away at the time that uh, it hadn't been registered. Yeah, I thought, I, I just figured that must have been, you know, mid-2000s when social media was only kicking off that you would have got that because surely people must have been scrambling for it. Um, yeah, know. and even even from an SEO perspective, the importance of, at that stage of having your, your keyword or phrase in your domain was very much a player then. But uh, no, it was grab. it was grab. It was gra- Grabbed up, and um, it's certainly it's certainly been used now to certainly uh, promote training across Ireland. And I, reading your um, the blog post, the interview with you on socialmediasummit.ie, you uh, you spoke about how you originally came from the recruitment industry and you set up your own business and then you realised, well, there's no point in having a flash website and all these skills if no one knows about me. So you, you were a pretty early adopter of social media, it's, it's fair to say, for a, a brand and marketing point of view. Yeah, it was a necessary evil for me, so to speak. I uh, decided I'd set up my, my business. It was a, a career coaching business. I built my own website, flung open my virtual doors, and quite frankly, nothing happened. And because I didn't have massive finances, uh, big backing, social media was certainly at the time uh, a very free relatively easy place to go to tell people who I was, what I did, and most importantly, what value I could offer them. Um, so back, back back then, which was probably about seven, seven or eight years ago at this stage, um, certainly LinkedIn and Twitter became two of my big friends when setting up my business. Very good. And uh you're going to be talking about video and the importance of video at uh, the Social Media Summit. And there's an oft-quoted, I think it's a Cisco report from a year or two back that says something like 80% of the data on the web by 2019 is going to be video. Um, 
how important is video going to be for biz- for businesses? I think video is going to be massively important. And I think we're looking now in a world where um, more, more stuff is getting consumed on mobile devices than, than any other platform. We're no longer restricted with hefty, ready-to-go style tariffs on our mobile phones. We have unlimited data. Speeds have gone from you know, poor 3G to fast 5G, 5G and will continue to speed up. So in the past, video wasn't that practical to consume, but certainly now, now it is. And I think what brands need to realize is that video essentially is the quickest medium that I can build a meaningful relationship with my audience other than meeting them face to face. And if we look at the phenomenon of the likes of Snapchat in recent years and look at where Snapchat is in 2017 and where Instagram is, there's a lot of conversations that are being sent to friends and store daily 24-hour stories getting created that are purely video-based. So video has just become a massive form of communicating with our audience. And with like you say, the developments in uh, Instagram and stories and it's sort of Snapchat being the precursor to those. Do you think the emphasis on production is declining? I think a lot of people might think, well, if I'm going to do a video, I'll have to have lighting. I'll have to have a backdrop. I'll have to have a professional cameraman. I need, you know, hair and makeup, obviously. Is there is there a lessening importance on production? It's more about just getting yourself out there. Yeah, I think I think there is, and I think that's where brands are very, very fearful. Um, but I mean, I remember years ago when I was um, when I was watching one of the first people that I really spotted what I thought was doing video really, really well, and that's probably my social media hero, Gary Vaynerchuk. And I think at the time he was walking around with a flip camera, uh, which literally plugged in. Uh, had a USB port on it, plugged into its his into uh, his laptop, and he was upload able to upload raw video directly to Facebook and um, um, YouTube at the physical time, and you know, hellishly un unproduced, unglamorous stuff, but really real. And I think what what I've started to realise is, you know. People identify, particularly through social, with real video. And I think if you overproduce your video, you make your video too perfect as a brand, it comes across as a sales pitch, as an ad, and doesn't have the same mass appeal. So I think brands need to kind of get over themselves a little bit. It doesn't mean we still can't produce good quality video, but just make sure that we're producing good quality real video that we can produce frequently rather than the the once-off video that costs us eight grand that we can't replace from the homepage of our website because we have no budget left. (laughs) Um, Okay, so in relation to video then, a cautionary tale I like to give people before, if they're thinking about using video, is, is Blab, where that online platform was basically, the plug was pulled overnight by the creator and he basically cited on his Medium post as to why he pulled the plug was that he said 90% of live streams sucked. So what advice or what tactics could you tell people to employ to ensure that, you know, they don't have that X factor audition fail and that when they do turn up in front of the video, that their video doesn't suck? What what advice could you give people? 
yeah, so much. I, I think the simple thing is planning. Um, th- think of think of video like a blog. Uh, if we write blog posts, we plan them and we plan them meticulously and we make sure that we create great content. Um, video, for some reason, some people seem to think that video is very casual, it's very relaxed. I can just turn on the camera and do it and it doesn't work like that. Every video, from live video to pre-recorded video, is meticulously planned. And I think, certainly talking about the likes of Blab, the, the other factor is, just remember you're creating video for your audience. It must be valuable, it must be useful, and it must be relevant to them. Very good. I mean, I was a fan of Blab and I did enjoy looking at some of the good streams, but you did certainly get the impression that some people thought because they could broadcast a video online, you know, that they should rather than, like you say, thinking about the planning and who who it was actually intended for. I think a lot of the time people maybe thought, well, I, I'd like to be on TV and this is the next best thing. Was there a touch of that, do you think? Uh, 100% I think there was a touch of that and I also think that people actually ran out of ideas and they were they were literally jumping online for the sake of jumping online with absolutely no plan blab it was was exactly what it was people were blabbing away on blab without uh, without uh, any clear value being offered at the end you know hmm. but there were I mean the likes of Joel Joel Com did a fantastic stuff on, stuff on Blab. So there was a few guys out there that offered genuine value for uh, for viewers, but but mighty few. Yeah, there were no. I, I did enjoy. I think the Social Media Examiner had a regular show that was um, that was quite good. But yeah, like you That's say, right. yeah, there was there was it was few and far between. Unfortunately, just talking about social media broadly. Then, is there any common faux pas you see? Is is it the planning bit that people overlook, or is there something else that is the most common? faux pas in social media yeah it's, it's amazing it's 2017 and it doesn't matter whether you're talking about um a small business an independent person or a multinational people still seem still seem to make the same mistakes and um you know the biggest one out there is just lack of consistency which which is kind of bonkers but you know people people that that post sporadically on social media it just doesn't work so for businesses then to keep a level of consistency, would you recommend using automated uh, posting tools like Buffer or Hootsuite? Yeah, I mean, if needs be. I mean, like we've, we've all got the big T to, to manage, which is our time. So, you know, if we're not Coca-Cola with 100 social media experts, uh, we, ne- we may need to use tools to actually uh, amplify our message and actually make sure that we are more consistent online. Now, obviously, every social media expert out there is going to say it's much better to to avoid automation tools where possible and try to jump on and be far more conversational. But in an ideal business world, they are a necessity. Probably the second thing that you find that guys fall in the trap of when it comes to social media is they're just, quite frankly, too salesy. And, you know, let's be honest, when I'm on Facebook with a glass of wine in the evening, I want to be sold to. I'm relaxing. So I think very often there's still a tendency by some brands and businesses to be far too salesy on social media. And just then to to narrow the discussion to specific channels, what is your view on Twitter at the moment, the company and the platform? It's 
under a lot of pressure, mainly financially and, you know, numbers wise, the, the maybe the lack of growth of monthly active users compared to other channels. But do you think Twitter is here for the long haul? It's a great, it's a great question. And I, I just have to consort my crystal ball for a second. My gut sadly says that Twitter is not going to survive. I, I I just think it is struggling. I think the biggest issue with Twitter is Twitter was very slow to react. At the end of the day, Meerkat Mir entered the markets in the live streaming business. and They raced Periscope into the marketplace. They've taken a long time to move Periscope into the main, the main platform that is Twitter, so where I can actually go live on the Twitter app. And I just find that the the company, for whatever reason, uh, has just been slow to react to uh, developments in technologies, and it's killed them. So Facebook Live is streets ahead of streets ahead of uh, where they are currently with Periscope, and that's not their technology, but just their up the uptake. And um, they were a bit slow with uh, visual content and and. Uh, and what you can do with visual content and Instagram stole ahead of them. It's a bit of a confused soul Twitter these days when I look at my look at my stream. They were slow to to jump on the advertising to monetize their uh, their products. So I, I genuinely think that everything that Twitter seems to do at the moment is reactive rather than proactive. And sadly, unless a really good company invests in Twitter buys it um i don't see twitter being around for the long run yeah my my my, my god is it's in trouble they've done some interesting things even you know streaming a lot of live sports including uh nfl games but at the end of the day it's all it's all just scrambling for survival rather than uh moving towards it moving moving innovatively forward i mean i hope you're wrong i think it's probably my favorite platform but so, so do i is, but they are up against it no I, doubt about it no, I absolutely love it. It's, it's definitely a good one. It's a, I've made more friends uh, through Twitter than any other social network. So I genuinely hope I'm I'm wrong as well. Yeah. So so we'll just look forward to that. We'll look forward. We'll have a drink and we'll laugh at me in five years' time, as Twitter's the number one social media platform on the planet. Very good. Um, and you've mentioned these two already. Um, it's it's almost like Facebook, when they were spurned by Snapchat, whatever it was, three or four years ago with the three billion offer, that they've gone for the juggler through Instagram uh, to take Snapchat head on in the market. Do you think Snapchat will survive? And do you have a preference for one over the other? Instagram versus Snapchat? It's, it's a, I, I, I would love to see. I'd love to see Snapchat survive. And at the moment, Snapchat is purely, purely social for me. I don't use it from a business perspective other than certainly, um, um, observe it from a business perspective. So I'm very fond of, uh, Snapchat as a, as a, as a platform, as a tool. I think it's fantastic. Again, I fear it's been slow, um, to monetize its product, I know it has a uh, has some monetizing monetizing features to it. I am fearful that it may not survive. I sincerely hope I'm wrong, equally as wrong as I'm wrong with uh, with Twitter. Um, but it's, I think it's very telling that a lot of the the top Snapchat experts or gurus um, that were spending a lot of time on the platform are slowly starting to migrate to Instagram. 
And I think that's a telling sign that Instagram is starting to gain momentum over Snapchat. So I, I would be very, very fearful of it. Uh, preference one over the other. My preference is definitely Snapchat personally, but from a business perspective, I mean, sure, Instagram makes a lot more sense. At the end of the day, I have my Instagram business account. I have my Instagram stories. I can even run ad story ads now um, in Instagram. I can stream live on Instagram. It, it, it's it's probably a place that I can. I can hang out and do more damage with um, in a good way from a business sense than I can do on Snapchat. So I think Instagram is probably the, the platform that, that businesses will probably focus more, more efforts on as Mark Zuckerberg goes for the Snapchat jugular. And then just last few questions. So what's your favorite platform and what platform do you think Somebody coming in, if a business is starting brand new, blank page, they're not on any platform, what should they, what's the number one place they should go? So what's your favorite and then what would you recommend a business with nothing, no social presence, where should they go? Yeah, and I, th I think you said it earlier on, you said it was your favorite platform and I, I don't think I could really disagree with you. I've always loved uh, Twitter. Uh, I've always loved the the logic behind Twitter insofar as I can uh, I can follow follow and engage with people that I'm not connected or, or necessarily initially friends with and I can start to to, to build build relationships with those people. Uh, I've also found that because it's got uh, I suppose a a lar a very visible API, it's a great, great platform to listen. So from a listening perspective, I've always found I found more interesting content and more interesting conversations on Twitter than any other platform. And I love video. So the integration of Periscope into to, uh, Twitter makes a lot of sense. So, so that's a platform I love. I, I don't think I could uh, disagree with you that Twitter is, Twitter is a platform. I love. Um, it's probably second for a lot of my clients to Facebook when it comes to actually leveraging results and business results. So I do think that if I was a business starting up today and I wasn't on any other any social media platform, the one question I'd have to ask the business is, who's your who's your target audience, and what social media platforms are they on? And what social media platforms would you like to communicate with you on? So I'm still a great fan of LinkedIn. LinkedIn, a very, very powerful, non-complicated uh, tool for communicating with other business professionals. Facebook, there's no doubt it has the most advanced advertising, um, social advertising portal that's out there. So again, if I'm mixing social with ads, uh, Facebook is an absolute no-brainer for a lot of businesses to be on. Um, and then probably the last one that I would be paying attention to if I was setting up, I'd be looking at the social messaging apps, particularly WhatsApp. And I'd be starting to see how I could build lists, just like I could e email marketing lists of the past, um, lists of contact that I could create and engage with through WhatsApp groups. And I think the private social networks 
or the more slightly more gated social networks, such as WhatsApp, are very much going to be paramount to the future successes of businesses and social. Interesting. Like we could spiral off now. That's probably a whole other topic we could uh, spend time on, but, but we won't in this episode, maybe in a future episode. So, so very final question then. What can we expect from Greg Fry at the social media summit on April 11th and 12th? Just, just, just high energy, lots of high energy. I'm going to be talking about video. So what I'm going to talk about is, is the importance of, of planning your video, how to create great video that people actually want to physically watch. We'll discuss what kind of tools are out there on your smartphone and on your de- desktop that will help you produce better video. And of course, we'll look at the phenomenon that is live video and how we can naturally promote and leverage live video in our businesses. Fantastic. Really looking forward to it. Greg Fry, thanks so much for your time this evening. My absolute pleasure. Lovely speaking to you. So there you have it. That was Greg Fry, our final preview guest on the Social Media Summit podcast. As I said at the outset, there are only some tickets left available, which you can get at socialmediasummit.ie. Thanks a million for listening, and I really hope to see you in Croke Park on April 11th and 12th at the Social Media Summit.